beloved, and welcome back to another episode of Conspiracies in Milk with your girl Smokin' Lioness. I pray that you guys rested well and you woke up feeling wonderful. And you know, uh, today we're going to talk about Satanism and Satanic stuff and uh a lot of people think this stuff is a joke. A lot of people think that it's harmless. It's just another religion. And they say that because there's a school that just changed their um, policy to allow satanic clothing, satanic religious clothing, let me correct myself, on their campus. And this is, if I'm not mistaken, um, it's an it's a elementary school. Um, anyway, so it just really triggered me to, let's talk about what Satanists do. Let's talk about what Satanism is. Let's talk about the fact that these things still exist, but nobody has done documentaries on rituals and sacrifices since like the eighties. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Do you think that it just stopped happening Or do you think that um, it just, it's something that people don't talk about, but it's happening everywhere. And as a victim of abuse, I will say that children don't always talk about what they're going through. Uh, Children will act like it never happened because they don't know how to feel about what they've gone through. I'm not talking about rituals. I'm talking about abuse. But that's where it starts. You know, they prime you. Anyways, I'm not going to get into my personal testimony dealing with abuse. But a lot of children in a lot of places, um, they get subjected to to these things at a very young age. Anyways, um, so what is Satanism? Satanism is not a religion. Let's go ahead and look it up. Let's look up so that I don't put things in my own words, right? We're going to utilize Google today, guys. So when I look up what is Satanism, it says the seven tenets of Satanism, the satanictemple.com. So this is pulling straight from the source, right? And when you go to the website, they have the upside down pentagram, which if you know anything about symbolism, it's the, the Baphomet is the, um, esoteric, right? And the pentagram is the exoteric symbol, exoteric and esoteric. So all symbols have double meaning. And that's because they put the basic um, symbol out there for everyone to understand it as something. And that would be the um, exoteric meaning. And the esoteric meaning is the hidden meaning, the one that only very few people understand. And that's the thing about witchcraft and Satanists. They think that they're special. It's all ego. I will always say it. I will come back to it. It's all your ego. Put your ego down. All right. It says there are seven fundamental tenets. One, 
One should strive to act with compassion and empathy empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. <clears throat> 2. The struggle for justice is an ongoing necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. 3. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. 4. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. 5. Belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's belief. 6. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. <clears throat> 7. Every tenet is guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Crest Image by Luciana Nedelia, whatever her name is. Anyways, this is absolute nonsense. It is to trick you into thinking that these could possibly be good people. Oh my lord. Not to mention the absolute mockery that they use the number seven, right? That's God's number. So, Satanists like to claim that they don't believe, you know, in Satan or anything, and that's great. So we're just going to go. Anton LaVey is the founder of the Satanic Church, and he's also the author of the Satanic Bible. Let's go ahead and go read some quotes from him. Let's see here. So a basic overview of who Anton Zander LaVey was. Anton Zander LaVey was an American author, musician, and occultist. Occult means secret. Okay, just for those of you that aren't aware, anything occult or cult-like is um, driven by secrets. So he was the founder of the Church of Satan and the religion of Satanism. He authored several books, including The Satanic Bible, The Satanic Rituals, The Satanic Witch, The Devil's Notebook, and Satan Speaks. <sighs> okay, so there's that. <clears throat> what I would like to do is look up some quotes. Let's see what we can find. Let's look up some quotes from the Satanic Bible. Now, and these are going to be uh, quotes that I found on Goodreads. So go to www.goodreads.com. Just look up uh, quotes from the Satanic Bible. This is the Satanic Bible quotes. Here's the first one. Love is one of the most intense feelings felt by man. Another is hate. Forcing yourself to feel indiscriminate love is very unnatural. If you try to love everyone, you only lessen your feelings for those who deserve your love. Repressed hatred can lead to many physical and emotional ailments. By learning to release your hatred towards those who deserve it, you cleanse yourself of these malignant emotions and need not take your pent-up hatred out on your loved ones. Here's another one. Why should I not hate mine enemies? If I love them, does that not place me at their mercy? 
When a Satanist commits a wrong, he realizes that it is natural to make a mistake, and if he is truly sorry about what he has done, he will learn from it and take care not to do the same thing again. If he is not honestly sorry about what he has done, and knows he will do the same thing over and over, he has no business confessing and asking forgiveness in the first place. Now what you got to understand, beloved, is that you have to listen to this as a as a person who understands scripture, right? So if you understand God's laws and the way um, it's supposed to be, then you're going to understand the absolute flip side of this. It's everything that contradicts the Bible is this. So anything not of God is antichrist, okay? Anything not of God is satanic. So even people that um, claim to be atheists, claim to believe in nothing, they have faith in that, that there's nothing. So that's kind of a religion, Anyways, let's go on with more quotes by Mr. Anton LaVey. Blessed are the destroyers of false hope, for they are the true messiahs. Cursed are the God adorers, for they shall be shorn sheep. Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had, and he has kept it in business all these years. Satanism advocates practicing a modified form of the golden rule. Our interpretation of the rule is, do unto others as they do unto you, because if if you do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and they in turn treat you badly, it goes against human nature to continue to treat them with consideration. You should do unto others as you would have them do unto you, but if your courtesy is not returned, they should be treated with the wrath they deserve. Do you understand how twisted these rules are, guys? <laughs> to the average, like to the layperson that's the practicing witch and everything else, <clears throat> you're in denial. You don't want to you don't want to admit that this is the way you think. You think you're better than everybody else because you practice witchcraft, because you play with stones and cards and everything and you don't understand that a lot of that is just nonsense, gibberish. You're calling on the assistance of demons. So, anyways, and all witchcraft is derived from Satanism. So, you don't believe me? Do your own research. When I, when I was approached with all of this, when I was actually diving into all of this stuff, it's not something that I advertised. Back when I was into this stuff, it wasn't the cool thing to do. It wasn't something that you bragged about. It wasn't something that you let be known. So the books that I read, um, the people that I encountered, everything, it's a very dark thing. And if you're just on the surface, like I say, if you're just on the surface, um, a solitary practicing witch, then you're just trying to play. You're playing, you're essentially playing house, but with spirits, you know, you don't really know what you're doing. And I say that with love, beloved, I'm not even trying to, um, say I know more than you I've just been there and I know how deceiving the spirits can be and I know how they try to pretend that they're there to assist you and they're your loved ones and they're there to empower you and to inflate your ego and to pull you away from God anyways let's go ahead and continue on with some more of um wow (sighs) what's his name Anton LaVey I'm just going to read a couple more because Man, the more I go on, is the more um, ridiculous it seems to me. But here we go. The person who takes every opportunity to pick on others is often mistakenly called sadistic. 
In reality, this person is a misdirected misogynist. Oh, excuse me, masochist, excuse me, who is working towards his own destruction. The reason a person viciously strikes out against you is because they are afraid of you or what you represent or are represent or are resentful of your happiness. They are weak, insecure, and on extremely shaky ground when you throw your curse and they make ideal human sacrifices. Okay, I'm going to read this again because I butchered that. Listen to this. The person who takes every opportunity to pick on others is often mistakenly called sadistic. In reality, this person is a misdirected masochist who is working towards his own destruction. The reason a person viciously strikes out against you is because they are afraid of you or what you represent or are resentful of your happiness. They are weak, insecure, and on extremely shaky ground when you throw your curse and they make ideal human sacrifices. That's straight out of the Satanic Bible, guys. I didn't make this up. I did not make this up and I don't care who you are I don't care if you're if you're pulling from dark sources this is what you're pulling from this is what you're pulling from like it or not so let's look for a couple let me just skip past some just so I can get to the some shorter ones um all right so excuse me here's another one on Saturday night I would see men lusting after half-naked girls dancing at the carnival. And on Sunday morning, when I was playing organ for tent show, evangelists at the other end of the carnival lot, I would see these same men sitting in the pews with their wives and children, asking God to forgive them and purge them of their carnal desires. And the next Saturday, they'd be back at the carnival or some other place of indulgence. I knew then that the Christian church thrives on hypocrisy, and that man's carnal nature will out no matter how much it is purged or scoured by any white light religion. Wow. And that's true. A lot of the uh, mainstream uh, church-going people are very, very, very sinister, very uh, cynical, very disgusting in the dark. And this is going to be, this will be the last one. Let's see. All right. We'll just go ahead and read this one. Some religions actually go so far as to label anyone who belongs to a religious sect other than their own a heretic. Even though the overall doctrines and impressions of godliness are nearly the same. For example, the Catholics believe the Protestants are doomed to hell simply because they do not belong to the Catholic Church. In the same way, many splinter groups of the Christian faith, such as the Evangelical or Revivalist churches, believe the Catholic worship graven images Christ is depicted in the image that is most physiologically akin to the individual worshiping him and yet the Christians criticize heathens for the worship of graven images and the Jews have always been given the devil's name all right well so there's some of the satanic bible 
So let's go a little bit further back. Let's go to Alistair Crawley. Let's see who he was because he is very directly connected to Anton LaVey. Um, Alistair Crawley was disgusting and I'll just say what it says about him when you do a simple Google search. Alistair Crawley was an English occultist, ceremonial magician, poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. He founded the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the Aeon of Horus in the early 20th century. Horus, okay? So this guy died in 1947, but um, there are so many books like if you ever get into, if you were ever into witchcraft, uh, you would understand magic in the theory of, um, of the theory, magic in theory and practice. And then there's a book of Thoth, which is T-H-O-T-H, the book of lies, like <clears throat> Diary of a Drug of a Drug Fiend. This is by Aleister Crawley. Um, he is very twisted. He is very twisted. But let's go ahead and look up some of his books his books let's see we have a list okay so he's written he's written a lot of books and I don't know how to pull up just a list without getting all these stupid things with it Yeah, let me go ahead and, um, let's go look up at quotes. Let's look up quotes by him. And I don't think I want to go into a bunch of quotes by this weirdo, but he believes in sex magic and he believed in sex magic with children. And I don't know how deep you'll have to go on the internet to find these things. He's written a lot of disgusting books. Um, the book of lies is the one that I know about, but he has so many Anyways, so sex sex magic. What is sex magic? You remember, he was an occultist. He's a magician. All these people are in their egos. They think that, you know, they can do all these things without any kind of repercussion. They think that they are indwelled um, divinely, you know, with spirits that are only for them. They think that it's coming from a place of our creator, and it's not. It's not. It's, It's the devil himself. Anyways... Sex magic, sometimes spelled sex magic with a K, is any type of sexual activity used in magical, ritualistic, or other religious and spiritual pursuits. One practice of sex magic is using sexual arousal or orgasm with visualization of desired result. A premise posited by sex magicians is the concept that the sexual energy is a potent force that can be harnessed to transcend one's normally perceived reality. So they like to use, um, that, the only reason I read that was because that's directly from what Aleister Crowley is all about, and he encouraged people to do this, and when he, um, founded the Lima, it was, you know, it's witchcraft, it's witchcraft, there's also a lady named Helena Blavatsky that you should look up, or Madame Blavatsky, Um, These people are all Satanists, and this world is run by the stuff that these people pushed. And if you look everywhere, you can see symbolism everywhere. The Eye of Horus is celebrated. That's that 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you hold up your left hand and do the okay sign look at it you'll see a six 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 but you won't pick that up unless you're told to pick it up right you know you just do okay like it's the thing to do but now you're not gonna be able to unsee that they do the valve of silence a lot they do the um, black and white checkerboards a lot which stands for as above so below it stands for the exoteric and the esoteric symbolism so I wanted to play an interview part of an interview for you guys because I don't think you understand that this stuff is real and I want you to understand that it is um it's not stuff that I make up it's not stuff that uh excuse me sorry guys it's not stuff that um it's real it's real and just because they don't talk about it anymore doesn't mean that's not happening um you have agencies alphabet soup agencies that assist in the trafficking of children and um you don't hear about it because you don't want to but i'm gonna play a little bit of um a story about a girl named Teresa. And this is over somewhere in the UK, or no, excuse me, in Australia. And Australia was big on trafficking as well. Fiona Barnett also came out calling out Anthony Kidman, who, you know, died after all the allegations came out. And you haven't heard anything about it since. So, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and pause for a minute so I can get back on here with this story. And it's from 60 Minutes Australia. Here we go, beloved. To describe this story as horrifying would be an understatement. And if that sounds like a warning, then that's exactly what it's meant to be. It deals with the sexual abuse of children by satanic cults. And not only that, human sacrifices as well. We started investigating these secret satanic cults when a British member of parliament linked them with the ritual murder of children. In this day and age, it sounded too far-fetched as did suggestions that the same thing might be happening in Australia. But then we met Teresa. She's only 15, and for 12 of those years, she's been the victim of relentless depravity. Teresa's story is both shocking and compelling, yet it's a story she's anxious to tell. But again, we should warn you that parts of this report may be distressing. Friends of family and strangers and my family used to rape me. Um, maybe uh, bought the babies that I had. It would be hard to imagine more misery and suffering than what Teresa says she's had to endure. And us kids would be made to do things with the adults and the animals, and then a, a sacrifice would happen. The sacrifice uh, were these animal sacrifices animals and um, people. On what scale do you think this was happening? Enormous. Far beyond what we've ever heard of here before. Teresa's mother, Bridget. You're talking about mass murder? Yes. On a scale that this country's never heard of before. Like the old people's homes there. For the first time, Teresa is learning what it's like to live with love instead of fear. In this quiet English village, with the help of her mother, she's slowly repairing her broken life. 
Teresa is now 15, but at the age of two, she was left in the care of this woman, the grandma she called Nan. And that, she says, is when a torment started. Who was the leader? Who was, uh, who was the boss of the gang, of the cult? At home, it was my Nan. Your Nan uh, made you have sex with animals? Yeah. Um, like goats and donkeys. The story of Teresa is a story almost too horrible to recount. A case of child abuse that goes well beyond the kind of things we normally associate with the abuse of children. In 27 years of reporting, it has to be one of the most painful stories I have ever had to tell. How many men or how many people would have sex with you? Well, at one time. Yes. About everyone who was there, which must have been about 20. You know, from 10 to 20 people. <coughs> if it was a, a big ceremony, it used to be 30. What would your grandma be doing? Uh, these men were forcing themselves on you. Usually laughing. Or smiling. Or having sex with another man or other men a chronicle of debauchery and depravity so horrific it's hard to believe you have to ask yourself could Teresa be just making it up no I know what's true and what's not no I know what I saw children don't make up elaborate lies that this would have to be if it was a lie which I, I know it is not. It isn't. This couldn't be a terrible dream, a nightmare that you're reliving. No. It's no dream. It's a nightmare, but it's, it's not one you can wake up from. It's there all the time. This really happened. You're quite sure of that. Yeah. The police don't think Teresa made up a story. Some of the cult members are to stand trial. Five men have been charged with rape. As for Nan, the grandmother, she's 61 and lives in this council flat in South London. She's charged on seven counts of aiding and abetting rape and two counts of performing abortions on Teresa. Your I'm going to go ahead and pause this real quick. Um, my goodness, right? That's a lot. Uh, so the grandma was the ringleader of all these men and animals that she made her granddaughter have sex with. And if I wouldn't have been exposed to some of the stuff I've been exposed to, I would have a hard time believing that. But you have to understand, beloved, that what's done in the dark is so twisted and they are robbing the kids of their innocence and they don't care. Satanists are of the devil himself. And if you practice witchcraft, you're pulling from that source of depravity and disgusting sex abuse, what they like to do to children 
they still like to sacrifice humans like so why would you want to practice anything that celebrates this or even derives from the same types of powers that they they get theirs from from the same spirits right you're spiritual aren't you demons are spirits that's that's the kind of spirits you play with let me see if we can listen to a few more minutes of this and I can't handle too much uh, more of hearing this but I just want to put it out there because y'all aren't aware you guys don't like to make yourselves uncomfortable you guys want to live in a bubble and I'm telling you it's time to wake up beloved finding this hard to believe I'm sorry so did I at first but then there are the medical reports evidence of sustained sexual abuse and there's this a statement prepared for 60 minutes by Teresa. I'm sorry to pause that real quick. I wanted to bring up something. I had watched documentaries about the abuse victims and stuff a few years ago. And there's doctors in Hollywood that came out saying that they had to, to reconstruct pelvic areas of young girls that were being like brutally raped. These are real things, beloved. Let's go ahead and continue to listen to him. I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. This is very disturbing stuff. In my opinion, Teresa's account is not the product of a psychotic illness, nor the figment of a fertile imagination. I believe her to be telling the truth. Amen. We also took Teresa's story to this man, therapist Ray Wire. He reads a transcript of our interview and listens to her voice. It's no dream. Few people, if any, in Britain have counseled as many victims of satanic abuse or Satanists themselves as Ray Wire has. If there is an expert on satanic cults, it would have to be him. Do you believe Teresa's story? I believe Teresa's story. It's exactly the same. There's actual, I'm going to pause this again because he said he's an expert on satanic cults. And just recently, um, Russ Dizdar passed away after a brief illness, and so did his wife after years of being threatened. And um, they were exposing the satanic abuse and rituals and trafficking and demonology and just everything. And so people that make a big scene out there they get offed nothing has changed these things still happen and this is very recent Rust Isdar was a very very big truther uh, he exposed a lot of satanic things and so I just wanted to put that out there because rest in peace to him and his wife Shelly they both passed away just you know after a very brief illness and I'm sure they're going to say it was COVID so let's continue for a few more minutes as I've heard from men who says they've done it. You've dealt with other cases like hers? Yes. 21 cases like hers, he says, in the past two years alone. Themes like they were put in boxes with spiders and worms, where they were trapped in fear, where there was a high use of excrement and urine, where there was talk of human sacrifice. Both Take just one of those rituals, putting children in boxes with spiders and worms. Now, listen to what Teresa told her mother and they had a coffin like box that children were put in with spiders and snakes and the lid shut and left in there I would have come out deranged 
I could not have coped with that mentally at all. You have evidence to back up stories like Teresa's, that this yes. is really happening? Well, we have that age of child, six, five, and four, giving information that ties up with Teresa. How do those children know? How do those children able to describe rituals, to talk about ceremonies, to talk about sacrificing animals? How do those children know? Nightmares, imagining it. You can't imagine those things Amen. at three and four years old. And you also don't have the evidence of anal sex abuse and oral sex abuse and all that other abuse that clearly those children have experienced and endured. All right. And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to play from this because they're going to continue down into the more physical and sexual abuse. And I can't handle hearing that. Um there's something in Hollywood they do to split the personality and they use anal sex in children to do it. it it's sick anyways beloved I really just wanted to shine light on Satanists and what satan what satanic people believe in and how it's directly connected to witchcraft and so anyone who's partaking in things like stones and spells and cards is directly pulling from a source of the devil himself and practicing dark occult like things means that you're coming into agreement with these practices whether you say it or not the very fact that you're practicing it lets those demons know that you're coming into agreement with the practice so you are becoming one of them and I'm just telling you beloved to peel the eye peel the scales from your eyes and come out of that stuff before you go to hell for it. It's not a joke. It's very dark. There is no such thing as a good witch. There's no such thing as a green witch or a white witch. You think you're cute for hanging out with Wiccan people or whatever that play with herbs and berries and spices? Nope. It's all from the same energy and you need to understand that. You, you can call it what you want. You could paint it a different color and put some sugar on it, but it's still satanic. Anyways, beloved, I hope that this was um, enlightening. I hope that you learned something from it. And if you wanted to finish the interview, um, I mistakenly thought it was from Australia because it's from uh, 60 Minutes Australia, but this girl was from England and her grandma was the ringleader and this is called Teresa's Escape from the Brutal Satanic Cult and Bizarre Rituals. It's from 1989. And it can be found on YouTube on the 60 Minutes Australia channel. And I pray that you guys start to pay attention to what's going on around you. Keep your loved ones close. Pray over your family, beloved. Pray over your homes, your households, your devices, your food, everything. We are in serious times. I pray that God blesses you with open eyes and open ears. And I pray that he blesses you abundantly and meets all your needs today, beloved. Until next time.